Well, guys, this is our Vision um, Sunday, where we like, in the beginning of the year, to start our year by making sure that we can just recalibrate our body on what we're doing, what we're trusting the Lord for, okay? And in doing so, what I want to do is, if you, if, you, if you have your program, can you pull it out real quick? I want to start by us as, as a body reading the vision statement and the mission statement and the core values together, okay? And if you need one, maybe Leon, you can, uh, can you hook people up or Matthew, if you need one, you can just go ahead and raise your hand. As, as collective as we can, I'll begin us and you can kind of maybe just follow my cadence and, um, and just uh, read out. That'd be great, guys. Let's start with a uh, vision statement, right? Seeing communities transform both spiritually and physically starting with our own, right? A mission statement. Mac Avenue Community Church exists to bring honor and attention to God by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is accomplished through the assembling and equipping of the saints for worship, being faithful witnesses of Christ and through the gospel, initiating people into the family of God, the family that exhibits allegiance to Christ through love and service, all in the context of unity. Our core values, holistic discipleship, holistic church, commitment to living in light of the truth, fostering community, love, and unity, community relief and development. So this is basically why uh, we are here. This is why we gather, why we assemble, okay? Um, I would point as you have people come and as you are being inviters, I would always point people to the back. Maybe read it with them. A uh, clear picture of, of what we are trusting the Lord for um, as we assemble here as a community of faith. So what I want to do now is I want to process with you uh, what that's looking like um, in our local body. Uh, what's cool is uh, we have uh, some, some more information for you guys now. So I'm just going to just plow through this. And I want to encourage you, if you have questions, uh, raise your hand uh, so that our goal is for there to be, you know, unite unity and clarity of, of our vision. And hopefully we can all get on the same page as we lock arms together uh, to be about uh, gospel influence. Okay, guys? So for me, actually, vision time, uh, because the Lord has done a great thing this year uh, as far as raising up awesome leaders all over the place, um, it's going to be more like a, just a time for me to, to brag about God's goodness and to brag about uh, his grace shown through a lot of you guys. So um, let's get it on. All right, guys? Um, where are we now? So I just want to take us a brief snapshot when I talk about leadership. Uh, it seems to, to, to pause and to talk about uh, internal health. I, I feel like this has been the first fiscal year where I have experienced, uh, I feel like, great internal health uh, within the body in the last uh, five or six months, just seeing God raise up sort of the infrastructures that I think are extremely needed uh, for us uh, to accomplish what we're trusting the Lord for as far as being on mission and caring uh, for those in our community and neighboring well. And so I'm going to start here, but I want to continue to even uh, say things that are not on this list right now. 
but uh, internally what, we, what was happening in the last year is we finally have our, our, our elder board, right? We started that this first full year, so that's exciting. Um, and our, just to let you know, our elders being myself, Pastor Leon, uh, we have Nate Egger, Matthew Rojek, and Alvin Weathersby are our elders. And we went through a church series uh, helping you understand how we come about f- framing our elder board. And so basically, you know, when, that, when the cycle uh, comes to a point where we need new elders, uh, actually before that, we'll begin that process where you guys will be very intricate in us figuring out who will be the elders in our body. And we're always desiring good, healthy leadership. And so we would love to have a huge farm of individual men who are qualified uh, to see, receive this role as an elder so that we can always have healthy people in our local body providing healthy leadership. So that those are your leaders, okay? And we talked about, hey, if there is drama, I say something stupid from up front, or I do something stupid in your living room, or, you know, or we are doing life and things get crazy, I want to really encourage you uh, to trust your church polity and to talk with your elders or to talk with individuals that you feel there's an issue. But let's make sure that we're trying to, within the family of God, deal with our stuff because unity is something we got to really fight for. Uh, Satan really wants us to always be finding ourselves squandering for in a disunited way, trying to accomplish a nebulous mission versus in a united way, accomplishing a mission that we all agree on. So um, let's trust the Lord toward that end. Uh, we also have uh, what's cool, and we're going to talk about this in a moment because uh, J.D. will be sharing some stuff about the MAC development. We, if you guys should know about this now, uh, MAC Avenue Community Church, the way we have provided a lot of projects of renewal in the last year or so, uh, we started MAC development. We started MAC development years ago, uh, but the Lord has given us great leadership uh, this year, uh, mainly uh, behind our man, uh, Jonathan Demers. So I want to give him some love if we can real quick. Um, <clears throat> what's been cool, you know, what's been cool about JD, you know, he won't say this, um, maybe in private, but I don't know, I don't think he'll say this, just kidding. But he won't say this, but he's not only, God hasn't just used him to provide great leadership at MAG Development, but um, it just seemed to me only wise to have him be uh, part of our staff meetings and just to have him part of just the, the, the flow of our, lo- of our whole body. And, and I'll tell you something, what's funny about it is I was doing that for his benefit, and I feel like we've benefited even more of having his influence in the uh, staff team and his, and his commitment to total quality. So, um, so with MAG development, we, God has just blew that thing up. Uh, God is just doing some awesome things with uh, our, our MAG development. Here are your leaders uh, as far as your board of directors. Uh, you have uh, Leon, Pastor Leon, again, Nate Matthew, our sister Sandra, and, and Jonathan Demers. And these guys have been working hard, uh, getting a ton of initiatives, raising money like crazy, getting the word out. I'm going to not steal Jonathan's thunder. He'll talk about that in a moment. But I just wanted to uh, give these guys kudos uh, for their, the job they've done this year um, in, I think, providing an infrastructure for us to really thrive as a local body. So you can give them love if you want to. Now, now there's a couple people who've been fighting uh, before even this was, before half of y'all knew that MAG development existed, it actually existed. And there were people leading and fighting for a long time. And so I just want to give uh, a shout out and some love to Chris and Selly, because a lot of you guys don't, yeah, a lot of you guys, I mean, I hope you know about MAGLib, but basically, I would say it's our charter ministry 
uh, for Mac development and was around before we had any of the healthy infrastructure. So she came in uh, with just all kind of unhealthy drama as far as like into an environment where we were still trying to figure it out. And I just want to just publicly just thank you for your commitment uh, these last few years and, and being committed even while we're still trying to figure out our way on how to express our ministry. And I'm hoping that with our infrastructure and with what we're trying to do to create a healthy environment, that you would not only thrive, but you would enjoy um, being part of the MAG team. So I just want to publicly thank you for your faithfulness and your commitment to the youth in this community and this local body. Can we give Chris and Sally a hand, guys? I would talk a little bit about Mike Fang, but since he's suffering for Jesus in California, we don't got to do that. <laughs> All right, so, uh, and I'm serious. No, but uh, <laughs> you can read about his stuff on the board outside. No, hey, guys, just joking. We'll talk, he was gonna, he's going to talk about Max Sports later, I promise. So I um, want to encourage you guys um, as we talk about our, our infrastructure and really try to provide a healthy environment. Now, you got to keep in mind, if you haven't been here, what usually happens during a vision time is that really hump, harp about, you know, discipleship and, 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 and what we're about as a local body. Uh, I'm going to do that a little bit, but not as much because I feel like we have the, again, we have the information, and I've been talking about that for years, and everybody in our body has been talking about that, so I'm trying to figure out how, when to, when to tone it down, and when to, when to speak it up, so, so give me grace there. So today I'm going to try and tone it down and just focus in on 30,000 feet on what the Lord is doing, and I'm asking you guys as you listen that the Lord gives you as a response, a full buy-in and excitement so that we lock arms together in a united front and say, we are going to trust the Lord for that, all right? So that's the goal. So... Um, you see this board here? This is our Mac board that, that we have created for your enjoyment um, as a local body so that uh, for two reasons. First, that you will see all that the Lord is doing in our local community and the information is outside. Uh, there, there's brochures for every aspect of the ministry so that we can clearly communicate uh, what Christ is doing in our community and what we're trusting the Lord for. So it's for your uh, edification as a people of God, but even as more important, is for those that we are inviting. So people that come in, we want to make sure that we have information for people can see exactly what we mean when we talk about discipleship. What's going on when we talk about Mac kids and Mac youth? What are we talking about when we talk about community development and housing and B3 and, and projects of renewal? And so we want to have all that displayed for you outside so that we can just simply point people to information and you don't have to give people the whole elevator pitch, pitch whenever you're hanging out with them. You can share, love, care for them, give them a bagel, hang out, model the gospel, preach Christ, and hand them information. And hopefully the Lord will use this toward future um, advancement and more people uh, wanting to partner with Mac Adams. Does that make sense, guys? So, uh, so hope, and oh, can we give love? Now, this, again, Matthew has made so many signs for us, and we have to beg him literally to take money. I'm not kidding. It's insane. It's like more of a chore to get him to take money than to make the signs, for heaven's sake. So can we give him love, guys, because he's been extremely gracious to us. Uh, so hopefully you'll be encouraged with all that, with uh, the new uh, framework of how we're trying to present uh, different aspects of the ministry. Um, for example, the discipleship. And no jokes about that big guy being me, okay? We already got issues. I already had that one this morning. That's not the goal. So, but this does help you see. I should, so this, uh, hopefully this will help you guys uh, be able to, again, 
articulate when we talk about discipleship from a biblical-centric standpoint, okay, guys? So I want to encourage you to go out there and look at every brochure, grab brochures, pass out uh, brochures, and uh, get, it, get it, it just equipped in your own heart and mind of what the scriptures say about different aspects of our ministry. So where are we headed? So here's, a, here's what's been going on. So basically, um, we had eight MAC groups, okay? And then we went actually down to seven MAC groups probably in the August, September range. And then we had a discussion as a body. And I encouraged, I said, guys, wouldn't it be cool if we trusted the Lord for 16 MAC groups by the end of 2016? We had a discussion. And we were all like, okay, I'm sorry, 2014, everybody's like, oh, okay. And, and so that's where we are headed, okay? We are trusting the Lord for that. And here's what's cool. We went to seven mad groups, and then all of a sudden what the Lord did uh, was he has just allowed the body of Christ to just rise up and individuals consider moving in the community, and there's a ton of people in, in the works right now. And by, by the middle or end of January, we'll actually be at 10 MAC groups already. So now the cool thing about that, you can clap because we have never had 10 MAC groups before. So that's the largest number of, that's the largest number of MAC groups we've ever had uh, at, at MACAP. And the cool thing about it is these MAC groups are maxed out. And so we'll probably have to be starting maybe some more soon. So I'm really excited that by God's grace, he's just kind of still just growing our body. So if we said we wanted to trust the Lord for 16 MAC groups by the end of 2014, I just think it's really cool that the Lord already has us at 10 and already expanding, and we're not even out of the month of January yet. So I want to encourage you. What's cool is I think that's a goal that's so outside of us that the Lord has to do it. And I really want to ask you to be praying toward that end. Be asking the Lord. You know, I gave you, I gave you that, that challenge. Asking the Lord, like, of individuals you're, you're neighboring with family members, people in your workspace, and saying, am I preaching the gospel? Am I neighboring and caring for people and preaching the gospel and being inviters? It's interesting. This is how we all are, right? Uh, how usually people who are new usually invite way more people than those of us who are part of the local community. Uh, I don't know that there's something about that, and I'm guilty of that as well, right? And so I want us always to never lose our edge for the gospel. I want us to always be asking the Lord to allow us to be invited for the sake that we would have more influence for the kingdom by having more people who are preaching the gospel in our community. All right, guys? So right now, uh, we're, we're at eight MAG groups. We'll be starting a couple MAG groups in the next couple weeks. So uh, we'll be having some of you guys being a part of that. We're really excited. We'll be praying for you guys up front. And, uh, and the, the sad but happy thing, cool thing, is that if we're starting new MAG groups, that means some of you guys are going to be leaving your MAG group to start some. So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Y'all didn't like that, did you? But that's part of mission, guys. That's what we do in mission, okay? So uh, praise the Lord for that. Um, here's, where, here's where we're trying to go, all right, guys? So, so stay here with me. We are uh, trusting the Lord that by the end of 2014, we'll have 16 MAC groups uh, in our local context. And we're praying that a lot of the people in our, in our, in our discipleship groups uh, will be neighbors in our community, that God would just be raising up, which is, can I just tell you, here, here's what the Lord, here's how good God has been. You know, we've, we're neighboring, we got people from outside the community coming in, we're, all this stuff, we're just a big hodgepodge, right? And we've been praying that the Lord would allow our community to vouch for us, because uh, this is our community, this, these are our neighbors, um, we're not doing something to this community, it's, that's whole, that, that, that language has always been jacked up and it's over for sure, because we're here, and the people, I think we had Correct me if I'm wrong. It was like 12 individuals entering into discipleship uh, this month, and nine of them are people from our community. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? 
And so I love that. I love the fact uh, that, that definitely we will be wrestling with culture. We will be wrestling with uh, white folks, black folks, all of us figuring out what does it mean to model unity in, a, in the context of diversity and be about the gospel and be a united front and be a clear gospel expression that our community would have to see all these people unlikely getting along and enjoying each other because Christ is their king. So that's, that's our heart, and that's what we want to trust the Lord for. And it seems like the Lord is doing it, all right, guys? Uh, so what we want to do is uh, 16 MAC groups, and then in 2015, we're going to trust the Lord as we are continually building influence, preaching the gospel. Uh, our heart is not to be a huge church, and so if we get to 30 MAC groups, which we're trusting the Lord for, we want to then begin to have, uh, we were looking at individuals to have a pastoral plant, okay? So that means we would have an intern that would enter into our body in the year 2015, and they would spend that whole year being equipped and being trained up to actually be sent uh, in 2016 to actually plant a church, okay? So that's our, our desire and our goal, and then hopefully during that time, we would send a chunk of us uh, to uh, the place where the person will be planting. So that's, our, that's what we're thinking in general. Yes, Matthew? I have absolutely no idea where. Yes, yes. So we, uh, they're asking, do we have any idea where the church will go? And I said, we have, I have absolutely no idea. So I'm hoping that'll be a, fam a familial decision, that we'll talk about it as uh, elders and leaders, and I'll keep you guys abrupt on what we're thinking so that we can all feel, um, we can all be gaining insight and, and feeling excited about uh, what we're doing and not be just something given to you um, as a people. So, any other questions? All right, before we go there, I want to say, I want to say a couple things. Um, one, there's one encouragement as I think about just generally where we're headed uh, as far as discipleship, um, and that is I, I want us to think about uh, just the emotional component of discipleship for a moment. I want us to, uh, to think about the reality that this is a really hard place, uh, Detroit, okay? And, I, and, what, and one thing I want to encourage us as I, if I can have a pastoral moment is I think we will always have to struggle as a local community uh, dealing with the tension of being on mission and, and having relationships and being, in relation, being connected relationally. And, and so what I want us to all really trust the Lord for is as we enter into this new year, um, we're able to, I feel like when we're on mission, I want to make sure that while we're on mission, we're not continually trying to be on mission when we realize that there's some relational unhealth in our local body. When we realize that, that you're struggling, that you're tired, I want people to be able to experience God's grace in our local community to be able to pause and learn to enjoy each other and love each other because I don't want us just being on mission, seeing people come and do all that stuff, but yet relationally we're just unconnected, that we're not, we're not enjoying the gospel ourselves. But there's something that we have to figure out with the tension in all of us where we're finding ourselves being willing and able and experiencing a healthy pause from even mission so that our hearts could be enjoying the gospel, all right, so that we can do this for the long haul. Um, I don't know what that looks like. Um, I just know that uh, the way I'm wired, mission, mission, mission. Oh, you messed up? Okay, well, cool. Come here. Mission, mission. And it seems that uh, I'm, I'm realizing that there's some lack of wisdom there, that I, I need to be able to pause um, even as your leader and say, okay, we're on mission, but guess what? People, God is he's sovereign. I want to make sure that we're enjoying each other as well, make sure that you are living a life motivated by grace, 
make sure that we're continually learning that tension of how to do those things in a healthy fashion so that we can be on mission together in a united front, okay? So I'm asking you guys uh, to do that, do that homework in your own heart um, as, as individuals that make up a collective community of united people and ask, is your pot, are you bringing that united front? Are you bringing that restful front? Or are you bringing a jaded, frustrated front? And then how can we all find ourselves experiencing health for the sake of the whole community? Does that make sense? So I want us to uh, be thinking about that so that we could be enjoying the gospel, enjoying Jesus, and that we could see, I think, without a doubt, the Lord can do that. He can, he can bring about uh, a multiplication of mad groups for his glory and people be, be jumping into thriving community groups where people are actually enjoying each other, all right? And, and just as Paul says in First Thessalonians, I think we do, I think one of our strengths is our love, and I'm just trying to encourage us to love even more, all right? And that we would do it for the long haul, okay? With that said, uh, usually what I would do is talk a little more about the discipleship and outreach and how those mix in. But we uh, have been working uh, this whole year in a transition of making sure that in the most redemptive fashion we can engage, do outreach, we can do our projects of renewal. And so we've done a lot of cool partnership stuff with the CDC where I'm going to have J.D. come down and talk about that now. So basically J.D. is going to talk about outreach uh, from the CDC's perspective and then hopefully I give you a better picture of where we're headed as a local body. Okay, guys? Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> All two of you. <laughs> I, I appreciate the sign of support. Uh, so let's go ahead and begin then. Like Eric said, uh, MAC Development is a community development corporation that was started by the church. Um, and it was started about three and a half years ago with the intent of addressing some of the most difficult and systemic challenges that we face in our neighborhood. Um, MAC Development is a parent organization, and it's got four different expressions, MAC Lit, MAC Housing, MAC Sports, and MAC Legal. And so I want to make that clear up front. I know sometimes there can be some confusion in a way treating MAC Development as like a separate initiative when in fact it's kind of the, the parent body to the rest of these. Um, and so MAC Development is kind of a simpler way to say all four of those initiatives very quickly. Um, and just to introduce myself again as well, my name is Jonathan Demers. I've been serving as the executive director for the last... Uh, nine months or so. I'm really enjoying it, and I'm so thankful that you guys have chosen to make this happen because I couldn't make this happen on my own. These initiatives are all the result of the hard work of this body, so thank you. Um, and just to make the relationship clear between the church and the CDC, they're both expressions of the same body. And so while the church is focusing exclusively and really aggressively on neighboring and discipleship, the CDC is coming alongside the church and focusing more on areas of projects of renewal and community development, and again, addressing those issues of housing, education, economic development. But together, we're advancing God's kingdom just in different ways and in different expressions. And so I want to make that clear. This isn't a competition. These aren't two different organizations with different nonprofit designations doing different things. This is one entity, one church, expressing itself in different ways. Um, so... Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I want to explain three things today. First, the outreach shift that Eric just briefly touched on. Second, where we've been this past year. And then third, where we're hoping to go in the next year and beyond. So, we have this outreach shift. In the past, outreach has primarily been the responsibility of the church. It's been logistically organized by the church. But now that MAC development has become, well, a little more developed... 
Um, we're starting to shift some of those responsibilities to Mac development in two specific ways. First, there's Mac groups being on mission. And in our Mac groups currently, there's a great variety um, of missionality within those Mac groups. Some Mac groups have really found a specific way that they want to engage their neighborhood, while other Mac groups are still trying to figure that out. As a church, what we're asking Mac groups to do is to commit to looking for specific ways to partner with Mac development if you haven't found that way to be on mission yet. And so there are some simple examples of this, and each of your Mac group leaders have been handed a list over email that give you a few ways that your Mac group could partner with us. But for example, if your Mac group wanted to join with Chris and Sally at MacLit, you guys could potentially um, be one of our rotating Mac groups that attends our family nights every month, where many of the folks and kids from our tutoring will come out and we'll celebrate reading growth, we'll have a potluck meal together, and it's a great opportunity to build relationships with folks you might not meet otherwise. Um, or you could decide to pool your resources together um, and you could actually sponsor some of our students. Uh, it costs anywhere from 50 to $100 a month to provide the tutoring to these kids. And as a Mac group, you guys could decide that maybe you don't have the time to be there, but you do have the financial resources to help us out in that capacity. Same thing for Mac Sports. Your group could commit to some of the more brick and mortar type responsibilities where our leaders who do a phenomenal job, specifically Ted, Johnny, and Mike, and Andrew, um, they do a lot of work, but they need help. And so maybe your Mac group commits to being at the information table or helping to set up and tear down. Or again, maybe you guys um, pull your resources and sponsor a team, or you attend the games. These are some different ideas that your Mac group could consider specifically in how to be missional as a group. And again, some of those ideas have been sent out to leaders. So that's one specific outcome um, to this whole outreach shift. The other is mission teams. Uh, mission teams are now going to be rerouted through Mac development, and they're going to be kind of under our responsibility. That doesn't affect you guys directly, but I still think it's helpful for you to know and understand um, how mission teams will be operating going forward. Um, Right now, I'm actually in the process of taking applications from two final candidates, both of whom who you know, um, who are interviewing me. Uh, I will be interviewing for our program manager position, and they will be exclusively responsible for managing our incoming mission teams. Um, and as, as we go forward, whoever I end up selecting, myself and the board, for that position, together we'll design a curriculum and a program for those incoming mission teams that combines three different features. First, a really robust theological and cross-cultural training. So making sure that these teams come in and they're really grasping what it looks like to do ministry theologically. Really thinking through hard topics that we face in our neighborhood. Um, they're also going to have the opportunity to, opportunity to be educated about Detroit more experientially. So actually going out into the city, using public transportation, doing recycling, although we are getting curbside recycling, so that may change. Um, but experiencing what it's like to live um, in this neighborhood. Mission teams are going to be a part of that as well. And then finally, they are definitely going to be engaged in projects of renewal. So they're going to be continuing to do some of the things we did this summer, like boarding up vacant homes, cleaning up some of the playgrounds in our neighborhoods, taking care of vacant lots, filling the gaps, and coming alongside neighbors who have these ideas and plans and are just looking for some extra reinforcements to accomplish those plans. And so those are kind of the two outcomes from the shift. Yeah, question. Go ahead, Sam. Sure. Yeah, that logo is uh, not intended to be read. Good question. And if you're waving your hand and I'm not seeing it, just wave it faster. Um, 
B3 stands for building better blocks. Um, it's just a simple idea where what we've seen is there are a lot of neighbors, including many of us in this room, who would like to tackle projects in our neighborhood and just don't have the time, energy, or manpower to do it themselves. And so what we do is we bring in volunteers a lot of times from these mission teams. And those teams will come in, break up into groups of three or four, and be led by a block captain or resident of the zip code. And they'll tackle that project together. We provide the tools, we provide the resources, and the volunteers, and then the block captain leads the show. And that's, that's what we mean when we say B3. Good question. Any other questions? Cool. Okay. And so before I get into kind of vision for the next couple of years, I would like to really highlight some of the progress that God has given us by the power of the Holy Spirit and really want to make sure that you guys are able to celebrate with us a lot of things that have been happening both publicly and behind the scenes. Um, Kristen Selly's already gotten a shout out, but she should get another one because she's been doing a phenomenal job with Maglet. Let's give her a round of applause. <laughs> Kristen Selly is our Maglet director, um, and Maglet has had a phenomenal year. Not only did we set our record for reading growth this year with almost two and a half reading grade levels in a year, we also received a number of grants, including a grant, a competitive grant with Detroit Soup. We started our first summer camp. We're operating out of the Mac building for the first time and Nichols Elementary School. And for those of you that aren't involved at Nichols, what Kristen's done is she's actually created a partnership with Nichols, which is just down the street from us here. And she has created a space where Mac Avers can come in, they can do our tutoring program where kids get one-on-one -on -one tutoring, and all of those tutors are Mac Avers. And so the Ots are tutors, for example, and they live right down the street. They're able to meet their kids, build relationships with them in the schools which is just a huge opportunity for us. And I think the fruit of Kristen's top quality program and really earning the trust of the school. So we've just seen a lot of growth there. We've seen staff come on. Juliana did a phenomenal job helping to lead our summer camp. Um, and then we also have a mother who's been involved with MacLit for over a year now, Takeda Simpson, who's our current assistant director and is a real champion for this church, really loves the Lord, and her kids have been a part of the program for quite a while as well. Um, as far as Mac Housing goes, Mac Housing is not necessarily most well known because we don't have an individual running that organization at this point. Um, but Mac Housing is responsible for all the property that's managed by Mac Development. And so in the past year, we saw the Parker Home officially land contracted to the Weathersbees, and they're in the process of gaining ownership of that property. And they are the clear-cut example of why we are rehabilitating homes in the first place, because they're not just living there. They're using it as a space to invite families in, to express the gospel to them. They're just a model for what it looks like to be neighbors. And that's why we want to rehabilitate these homes and get you guys in homes, because we want to see you do the same thing in our neighborhoods. Um, we did start B3. Um, the MAC building is officially active and in place. Um, MAC Legal will be operating out of there soon. We've got a few other user groups there as well. Um, and in July, we see, received a very generous grant from the Johnson Foundation to help begin renovations for the full build-out of the building um, to the tune of $75,000, which, again, is a huge testimony to God. <laughs> Continuing on, Max Sports. Um, again, Mike Fang is the leader of Max Sports. He started this program three seasons ago, and from that first fall until now, We've seen the program grow from just over 50 youth to well over 100 youth and over 70 families, which I think we should give him a round of applause. Um, Mike is totally committed to top quality, and it shows up in his ministry. 
Um, families are flocking to it. The vast majority of families that joined this fall were families that had just heard about it and weren't participants in the previous seasons. Um, we've got new leadership. Andrew, Ted, and Johnny have been leading in their respective capacities and doing a phenomenal job. Um, and we're continuing to look at how we can make this organization financially sustainable. And praise God, Sinbad's is one of our first business sponsors. And so they'll be sponsoring a team this upcoming year. And we're looking for more business sponsors in the future. Um, and then our newest initiative is Mac Legal. And Anna Stutler has been spearheading this thing with incredible efficiency. Can we give her a round of applause? Anna, wave your hand. Where are you? Anna, where are you? Oh, there you are. She's doing a phenomenal job. Anna is currently a 3L. She's in her third year of law school. And this has been a burden that's been kind of on the, the radar of the church since the church started. But Anna has really taken it with a full head of steam, um, overcome a lot of obstacles. And we are planning to open our doors on the 18th of this month. Um, we have been fortunate enough to find a program advisor who has been giving us a lot of valuable legal insight in terms of what we can and can't do. Um, and we have completed the build-out in the back of the MAC building. Um, and so we totally encourage you guys to come check it out. It looks great. Frank, Patty, and John Jacobson did a phenomenal job finishing that space out. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. And this is just a fruit of a lot of hard work. And so again, thank you, Anna. Thank you for leading so well. Um, and then just organizationally in general, clearly, as you can see, God has really blessed the CDC um, we've added three new board members, Matthew, Sandra, and myself. They've added a ton of value to this organization. Um, we've added a website. We've started to get a little more professionalized. And as we've been trying to become financially sustainable, God has really blessed us in over the past nine months raising just short of $180,000 to get this organization going. So thank you. Um, and we totally praise God for that. Um, we'll s talk about that in a little bit soon. So that's where we've been. And this is where we're going. Um, we are totally trusting that God can continue to do work through um, the humble leadership of this organization. And these are a few of our goals going forward. And again, if you have questions, please feel free to ask along the way. Um, first, we want to continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Great question. So we did explore that possibility. But just due to the structure and the space limitations, we won't be able to host the church and some of the programming we'd like to have there. This building will primarily be a headquarters for MAC development. Um, it will host a number of different things. We're looking at a small business storefront, space for MAC Lit, MAC Legal, office spaces, um, temporary lodging possibly for volunteer teams, a host of different things. And so to combine that with the church didn't really seem feasible. Um, that is a good question. Um, we are in the process of developing our plans for this building. It's uh, on Mac Avenue, 7900. And right now we're engaged with a couple of terrific architects who are not only helping us design the building, but also helping us manage it and make it a sustainable business model. Um, our aim is to finish all the renovations for that building by the fall of 2015. Um, that's our goal. That's a lofty goal. It's going to take a lot of fundraising to get there. It's going to take a lot of work, a lot of volunteer hours, but we're confident that God can do it. Um, our second goal is kind of a part of that building, and this is, again, the fruit of a lot of hard work, specifically those of Nathaniel Egger and Matthew Rojek, who have been spearheading uh, the Small Business Committee for the last few months. 
in the Mac building, the very front of the main floor is a storefront with windows um, that can be used for this future business. A combined coffee shop laundromat that meets a couple of big market needs and creates a really um, high quality, enjoyable, comfortable environment that can serve as an interface to the rest of the building. Um, we have decided on that for the business. We're continuing to business plan, um, thanks to the effort of those two gentlemen, um, Brian, Ted, Caleb, Alex, others who have contributed their time and intelligence to this project. Going forward, we're going to finish the business plan. We want to identify a general manager who's committed to this business um, and see what God does from there. But again, we're hoping to have that business running when we finish the build-out in 2015. Our third goal is to think creatively about how to provide affordable housing. Yeah, Frank, did you have a question? Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, there are no qualifications for ideas. So I would strongly encourage you to come talk to me afterwards. I'm always open to ideas because I'm usually short on them. I'm not the most creative person. So please, come talk to me. Um, I would love to hear some of your ideas for sure. These are a couple of ideas that we're pursuing um, in the area of affordable housing. One, um, the Villages also has a community development corporation, specifically Indian Village, West Village, and some of the surrounding villages. Um, and we are in close partnership with them, and we're exploring the possibility of kind of combining our two specialties, which for us is a lot of volunteer labor, and for them is strong connections with charitable foundations, and looking at rehabilitating homes in the area, one home at a time. Um, we're doing this in large part because this is within both of our resources and our capacity, and because we know that for this neighborhood to really thrive, we need to have housing that's affordable and housing that's accessible. Um, and so we ask for your prayer in that. We're still kind of figuring out what that looks like, but we're just really excited to see such a strong partnership form with the villages and see them not just advocate for their neighborhood, but for advocating neighborhoods around them, specifically our beachhead in Cadillac and our beachhead in Pingree, which they're totally willing to do work in those neighborhoods, which is shocking to me because usually they're pretty strict about boundaries, but it's been cool to see God really open up doors there. Um, and so that's one way we're looking at creatively providing affordable housing. Second um, is a labor and a fruit of our great gentleman, Ted, who is a GIS expert. He ha and I have been working on a project um, where we will be able to display on our website a space where you guys will be able to find um, houses for sale and for rent. Um, and instead of having to talk to me about those projects, you'll be able to do it on your own. And so this website will be fully functional um, hopefully by the end of this month is our, is our aim. And it will be able to provide an opportunity for you guys, again, to look for those housing opportunities, and specifically within our beachheads. And so if you look up here, you can see kind of these highlighted areas. These are what we consider kind of our four specific neighborhoods within our zip code that we're asking those of you who don't live in the zip code yet to consider um, living in, because this is where we're concentrated as a body. This is where we're trying to focus. And so, again, this will be up... Um, by the end of the month. Our fourth and second to last goal, oh, Amber, go ahead. Both, yep, and specifically in the beachheads. Cool. 
Um, our next goal, and again, this is the fruit of a lot of collaboration from folks who are serving on our gala committee. Um, we are in the process of planning our first uh, inaugural gala. This will be held at Sinbad's this year, March 8th at 6.30 p.m. Um, invitations will be going out soon. But this is going to be an opportunity for the organization to put on blast a lot of the things that happen during the year to the many people that support us financially. Because um, many times they're kind of out of the loop and they don't necessarily know what's going on. And we want to use this as an opportunity to show them what's going on and also to cast vision for the future. Um, so be on the lookout for that. We'll be sending out more information soon. I'm very excited about this and so thankful for the hard work of Kristen, Julie, um, and Kelty, who's not here. They've just been doing phenomenal work. Lindsay Vout as well. So thankful for you guys um, and the, the hard work that you've put into this project. And then lastly, um, our fifth and final goal is improved financial sustainability. And we've touched on this already. God has really blessed us with a lot of fundraising. Um, we've been awarded a number of grants. And we've also gained a few partners. And when I say partner, I mean either churches, businesses, or families who said that they want to give on a consistent or monthly basis to the organization. Um, and this giving is really key because as successful as we've been with grant funding, grant funding is great for projects. It's not great for a lot of the operating costs that come into play when it comes to running an organization, insurance, taxes, salaries. Those sorts of things are difficult to grant fund for. And this is where the church, the people of God, can really be effective in helping us kind of fill that gap in. When we have a new project like Mac Legal, we can cover the build-out expenses, but some of the other peripheral expenses are hard to cover. And so what we're trusting the Lord for is to see that partner count grow from 9 to 50. Um, and while some of those partners, some of those nine, are members of this church, we want to ask you guys to consider what it would look like to be financial partners with us as well. Maybe that's $10 a month, maybe that's more, maybe that's less, but every little bit counts. And it's that kind of funding that allows us to really be wise and good stewards with the resources that we have. Um, if you're interested, come talk to me or get my contact information from the boards outside. Uh, with that, are there any additional questions? Yes, Anne. like the momentum outreaches? It will not, no. Um, so the, the question that Ian asked was, um, will the, the new outreach shift directly affect a lot of the momentum outreaches? Will it remove them? And the answer to that is no. We are, yeah, we're rethinking more about Mac groups, not necessarily momentums. Cool. Good question. Other questions? Okay, great. Thank you guys so much. Love, guys. And just to piggyback a few of those things, like, I mean, the thing that we, we, we constantly struggle with that we, that we all as a body have to commit to is, is how do you uh, stay on mission as a community uh, but not have burnout? And so uh, we've, and we try to, we've, you know, we just find ourselves ebb and flowing like a plane going to a destination. So we, you know, we had our Mac, uh, the, the, the corner stores that we were doing for a long time. And, and so our attempt is to try to say what, what can we move to the CDC that's centralized uh, that can kind of take some of the, the labor pains off of us 
uh, while we're doing all kind of other things. Like if we were just sitting, on, just sitting around, you know, watching ESPN, it'd be one thing. But, man, you guys are out sharing, trying to have neighbors over, trying to have dinners, things of that sort. And so we found it difficult uh, to sustain that, to sustain that interpersonal, familial, missionality posture uh, while at the same time doing all those. Because remember, for a while, everything that we're doing in the CDC, you were doing it. And you were doing the corner stores and the outreaches. And so, and, I, and as time goes on, you just find yourself not knowing why, but just being mad at everybody. And so, and so uh, we realized that we have to provide some space uh, where we can continue to be able to neighbor and have that be our focus, make sure we're sharing our faith, neighboring, discipling, uh, while at the same time providing an engine that's still doing projects of renewal because it's needed in our cultural context. So... That's our attempt, and we'll, again, we'll keep figuring out how to do that, and, and we'll, we're welcoming insight from the people of God, you guys, to say, hey, maybe we should do this or do that. We're just trying to trust the Lord and, 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 and move by faith, so we just want to encourage you to, to be speaking into that. And uh, one other aspect, uh, to piggyback off of a great job from JD, is with the community development piece, we always like to just scream uh, that don't, don't get it twisted, all right? We can develop these houses, we can gentrify with justice, we can have nice plants in people's yards. All those things that we're doing mean absolutely nothing if we stop our gospel proclamation. And so we have to remember the end goal of healthy finances, of healthy people, kids being able to read, the the end goal of all that is for Jesus to be exalted, right? It makes no sense for a kid to be super educated and go to hell. That's not our goal, okay? So, so just remember the reason behind why we do all these things. Everything that we're doing up there is so that Jesus might be made much of. And all of these things, you know, just provides us goodwill in our community and allows us to retell Jesus' story as he creates, as he loves, as he cares for people. We do that because we are created in his image. And then we also want to make sure that we're, we're at Mac, when we're at Mac groups and we're helping with Mac Lit, that we're, we're looking for opportunities not just to bless the neighbors necessarily only, but also to share the gospel. So just want to keep that always before us, that tension that we struggle with. All right, guys? Um, let's continue on. If there's any other questions, we'll continue to pop them out. Yes, ma'am. Right, so yeah, because you've heard a lot about renovations and hooking up homes that are abandoned or things of the sort, but what about people, our neighbors in our community who have homes, have maybe have gone struggling at some level, what does it look like for them to receive acceptance, I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, help from the local covenant community, right? That's an awesome question, and we're really excited about that because we would love, we, that's one of our hearts is that we want to be able to do projects of renewal to um, dilapidated places, but even, I would say, even more importantly, neighbor with our neighbors and care for them in a redemptive fashion so they can see the incarnational hand of Jesus touching their lives and seeing us realizing that we did not come to be served but to serve. And so if you know of any people um, that we can come alongside of and be, and be good neighbors to, let us know. Um, every person uh, who's in our local community, who's in discipleship relationships, who's a church member here, uh, they are all committed uh, committed to making sure that we're neighboring well, and we don't see that by just going next door and just giving people gospel tracts. We really uh, provide our time, talent, and treasure to make sure that we can add value to people in our community. So we are totally committed to uh, the people in our community 
And man, if you have individuals, or we want to make sure we keep our, our ears and our eyes open for people that we could be showing that incarnational love to as well. So there is a space for that in this local body, for sure. Th- yeah, that, all that presentation is not just for those who, um, are, who have homes are abandoned or just, you know, uh, blight in our community, but we also want to care for our neighbors. The reality is we're still in that process where our neighbors are starting to trust and realize, like, you're my neighbor and you want to care for me. And so are providing us opportunities to be able to care for them and, and serve them. So that's a really good question. Know that we want to do that. And anybody here, as we're out neighboring and caring for people in our community, make sure um, that's a posture that we clearly show. Uh, that we're here to care for our neighbors and not just do some nebulous project of some house that's abandoning on the side of, you know, Gothi and Mac or whatever. So, yes, ma'am. So let me get, to, let me get it right. You, have, you, you live in a home here in our community, but you purchased, you purchased a home somewhere outside the community, and you have another home that a guy gave you next door to that house, and you're just wondering, what does it look like for me to keep those houses up uh, maybe preferably even move into the house and receive assistance, but not but knowing that those houses are nowhere near our community. Is that what you're asking? Okay, that's a hard that's a hard question because it's more of a personal question. I think that's something that we can wrestle with with our leadership. So I think what you need to do is you need to come talk to uh, JD and our leadership so that we can process what does it look like? Should you have those houses? What does it look like for you to get rid of those houses? There's just a lot of variables, a lot of questions that have to be asked and just a lot of discussion and dialogue that has to happen in order for you to be helped. But just know that we want to care for you because you are a neighbor in our community. So I want to encourage you that. It's so, it's so specific. I mean, right now, it's like the balance of this time is like, how do you care for the individual, but at the same time care for the, the whole community? That question, I think, could be really uh, advantageous. Your, your answer would be most advantageous to be answered in basically in dialogue with some community leaders that we have right here in our body um, even today, okay? So, so I'm, not, I'm tailoring that question not to play you, but to say I want you to talk to... Yeah, it's all, yeah. So I just want you to know I, I love you and I want to care for you. just want you to know that. So I want you to talk to JD and our boards here right now, and we can process, get some good, ask some good questions, get more information, and figure out the best way to allow you uh, to be able to be, be about Jesus and what he wants you to be about. You know, I mean, that's our goal. And so if God wants you to have one house or three houses, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, what does it look like for you to be maximizing God's glory in your life? Right, so... That's where we're going to head, so your answers will be toward that end that you'll get today. Thanks, sis, for asking those questions. So any other questions, guys? All right, so Mac Youth. All right, guys, um, let me have a couple more things. want to encourage you on a couple, a couple things that when you go out of uh, this foyer to your left, when you go down the hall, want to encourage you to get, look at the brochure and, and check out uh, Mac Youth. Uh, these, these guys, uh, the Bowmans, have been... Uh, super gracious in leading uh, our youth uh, for some time now. They're, uh, they're taking a hiatus. Uh, they wanted more pay, and we couldn't afford it, so they're leaving. Just kidding. They're, um, they're having a baby in a couple of days. So, uh, and so here's, here's your prayer request. Be praying uh, for Joel uh, and Sandra as they are going to, but uh, you guys step up all the time. Praise the Lord. Thank you for, for God's grace being demonstrated through you. I'm going to take up the helm of, of, of Mac Youth. Um, as I'm talking, you can be reading through uh, the vision, our heart is just to see the youth in our community care for. I mean, we're in, we're in a community, our neighbors, where uh, there's a ton of fatherless, uh, where uh, 
the streets are crazy, and we want to make sure that we're providing the gospel expression, that we're caring for uh, young people in our community, okay? That's our heart, and that we're giving them Jesus. Uh, and, what, and one thing that these guys have really fought for uh, in our local context is what does it look like for two things. First, for the youth to have uh, an enclave where, where they can know each other, have a community, be fighting for the gospel together, while at the same time realizing there's something very beneficial for those who are adults in our community to be pouring into our youth, all right, and trying to figure out that balance and how do we do that as a covenant community considering all the things we're already doing. That's something they've been really wrestling with, really trying to provide leadership toward um, the last couple years. So that's what we're, that's what we're hoping for um, as we uh, seek Jesus for our youth. Here are a couple um, things that we are just trusting the Lord to accomplish. We, uh, we want to have community groups uh, for our young people. Uh, we want to have them in discipleship. We want them to be learning how to communicate their faith, um, how to share their faith, how to multiply their faith. Uh, these guys do a great job at balancing this whole concept. We want to have these guys serving and caring for others in the community, realizing, again, that the posture of our Savior is one of a servant. And so we want to model that to our kids, that it's not all about them, but we want to show them, even at the early age, that we want them to be givers of life to others, and then recreation, uh, and these guys know how to throw a, uh, some bomb parties, and so they do a lot of cool things in the summer and, and connect with the youth in our community, uh, and so we want these kids to understand that they're not 32 and 37, they're 14 and 15, and they need to be able to kick and have a good time and, and just be goofy, you know what I'm saying? So, so we want to we wanna balance all that, and I, and I think that's something we got to figure out in our local body. We're a serious group. We're serious about the gospel and serious about where we're going, and we got to figure out how to continue with that, with that tenacity and that passion while at the same time be a space for youth to be kids uh, and also be, have an environment for them together to be able to be kids and be able to enjoy each other as well while they're figuring out this whole framework of who Jesus is and how he's the focus of their life. I mean, a lot of us, we, we haven't, I didn't come to Christ as a kid, so you got to, there's this, this is past my pay grade. We need to really be figuring out what does it look like for young people to learn how to walk and love Jesus, right, in our local body. So this is where we, uh, what we want to trust the Lord for with our young people, guys. Um, is this saying, we're saying four, four more youth uh, come attend youth group regularly. So we're saying uh, for what we, we would love for it to be a posture where, um, and, and I hear that the teaching is unbelievable, where our youth would see it as an exciting thing to come and be participating um, in our our, our, we, our meetings for the youth group as they're trusting the Lord and learn how to walk with the Lord. Yes. Okay, so we're saying, hey, we have youth right now that are coming regularly. And the specific uh, prayer request and challenge to the local body graciously is that we would love you for our Mac families to consider, those of us who are between the ages of 11 and 18, uh, to be coming to uh, these meetings uh, because the gospel is being presented and also it builds momentum uh, as, as kids see kids and want to um, connect and enjoy the Lord together. And then finally, we want to pray for even outside of those two scales that we have four new youth outside of both of those frameworks also joining in. Uh, the, the local community of the youth. Cool, guys? Um, improve integration with Mac. So this is something, again, really cool. Like, I feel like under their leadership, really trying not to have such silos with our young people, but trying to figure out how to be integrating them within our local community, especially considering 
our cultural context. Again, guys, considering our cultural context and where and what's going on with our youth in our community, it's, it's cool for them to be able to connect with those in our community, uh, the indigenous people, our neighbors, and for them to see dads and moms who are walking with the Lord and for us to be caring for them in that way. All right, so uh, wanting them to, you know, attending Sunday services, uh, introducing them to Mac discipleship, not just making that some adult thing, right, but that's, we want people to be discipled, right? We want kids to be, wouldn't that be cool to see a senior, high school senior pouring his life into a ninth grader, you know, or eighth grader and, 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 and sitting down and at the Mac building and just opening up the gospel and you, you go in and you see them sharing, they're reading John together or they're going through a document of, about like the importance of the local church. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? And so that's what we're trusting the Lord for, um, that these guys would be participating with us when we're doing our momentum outreaches. It wouldn't just be, it would be our youth will be helping out and connecting and, and doing things as well, right? Uh, and if these guys can be adding, adding value at some level uh, with our, our ministries of, of renewal, of Mac Lit Legal Sports and things of that sort, and that, uh, we would kick it hard. So that's our heart. Uh, so we want to um, ask our local body, help us uh, to invite youth group members to church. Right, and so this is all. This is all. This is difficult for all of us. We're busy. We're crazy, right? But at the same time, we, we have people who live next door to us, and they have young people uh, that we're connecting with. I think of a guy, um, a dear friend of ours, our neighbor, uh, homie David's cool little kid, you know, and um, you know, and Lamont, and, and, and those guys are great. And I don't think we've ever invited him uh, to come be a part of of our local community, and they love us, you know. And so it's a really good, healthy challenge uh, from the leadership to say, hey. When, I, when, I, when I'm looking at kids in our community uh, and we're befriending them and they're connecting with us and they're in our backyard playing basketball, like, you know, we, wanna, we want them to get the gospel. So let's be inviting people in our community, inviting our young people. Um, invite them to brunch Sunday, inviting the families, uh, invite them to uh, things that when we're doing even uh, projects of renewal, um, inviting them to youth group. Um, we want to pray. As a local body, and this, um, this is something, you know, I'm, I'm praying on how the Lord wants to do this, but I'm really hoping that in this year that we'll have, uh, like, a, just an unleashing of prayer uh, in general in our local body. I'm, I mean, I, I got these things in my mind. I'm, like, envisioning the, uh, having a space, you know, for us to be seeking the Lord uh, in the Mac building. But we, I just want us to be a praying body because the things we're asking the Lord to do are just so supernatural. It's outside of our scope. We just need to be seeking the Lord. So let's be praying for, for God to provide vision, uh, members. Uh, their parents and leadership, and, and we're actually asking the Lord for a youth pastor. Will you pray with me that the Lord would raise up someone who could be committed to our youth in the local body and that we could uh, help fund them uh, so they can be uh, a gospel expression in our community. So, and we got some things cooking right now, too. We can't, we can't share yet because you guys get all too. We're going to see what happens, but be praying that the Lord will allow uh, some people to be raised up uh, to be leaders in our community uh, so that we could be enjoying the Lord with even better infrastructure. MAC members can disciple youth, right? So if there's uh, people in our local context and you want to uh, be pouring in people, and right now you haven't had anyone, um, uh, be considering that. You know, as, as our youth group continues to increase, uh, if you're plugging, we would love to have MAC leaders be part of the youth group. If you're part of the youth group and you're adding value there, we're asking you maybe to consider uh, pouring into some of our young people. All right, guys? Yes, sir.
Good question. So, so basically, because we're, we're beginning that process of momentum, uh, right, we need to be discipling that 12th grader or that 9th grader so that when he becomes a 12th grader, he has a capacity and a competence to disciple a 9th grader. So that's going to take actually adults in our, in our local context to be actually pouring into our young people so that we can build a farm and build an infrastructure where our young people actually can disciple other individuals. And so that's our heart, right? And so that we would love to be able to have people in our local context really adding value and pouring into those who are leaders now or seeing God raise up young people, pour into them. And it would be really cool if we had the capacity where adults are discipling adults, some adults can disciple youth, and youth are discipling youth. That would be great. But just like what you're going to see right now with even uh, the Mac Youth Vision, the Mac Kids Vision, we only can do, is, uh, do, do things with what we got, Right? And so that'll always be attention in our local context. It'll be capacity issues based on what we have. And so based on what we have, we'll figure out the best way to express some of our biblical convictions of discipleship. So it's nebulous in that sense. We don't know what God is going to give us, right? But when we, we say, okay, God has given us this, so now by God's grace we can do this, right? But what we do know is the 12th grader can't disciple anybody if he hasn't learned how to disciple. So he's going to need someone in this context to say, here's what it looks like to pour your life into somebody. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, we, we're, we, uh, we connect with a lot of schools in the community. I think that, again, I think that, that addresses our capacity issues again. Like, we, we basically are trying to expand the different ministries based on what, we, on what we can do. So at this current state, basically the capacity we have is we, we can do, we're doing nickels and we do our Mac building. And even in that, I mean, we're still scrambling for volunteers and things of that sort. I mean, Kristen would love to be able to have a ton of volunteers where we can just blow this thing open and be in every school. So you can be praying for that. Uh, so, but just know we're open to as much influence as we can get. But see, all, that, all the things we're talking about, 
goes back to our vision beginning. When we see those mad groups increase, we see people come to faith, we see people start walking with the Lord, pursuing Christ, moving here, being on mission. That gives us the influence, right? You have 16 mad groups, eight people in each mad group, 128 strong. You can do a lot more for Jesus versus 70 strong. And so now you, now you pop those numbers, you say, oh, so now, wow, we want to go to this school. Well, we have a couple more people. Hey, we want to have a, a more robust youth group, and now we can do those things. And so, again, we, we preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel, ask God to do something in our hearts, see people fall in love with Jesus, see us grow and enjoy the Lord, and then we have more of an influence in the community. So um, these passions and desires that you're talking about are awesome, and they're going to happen when God gives us the grace uh, to increase our, our influence in this community. So, so, yeah, we don't have the capacity yet, but hopefully the Lord will hook us up. So hopefully you guys are uh, reading that. You see we need rides. I mean, if you guys want to host or organize, uh, that's always good. If you want to provide some grub for the youth, that's always good. Uh, so there's needs, right? And we just ask you, and there's always so many needs in our body. And what can happen, to, the goal isn't to, to make you feel bad or shamed. Just saying, here's the needs. You be prayerful about it. You consider what it is, but it is what it is um, as we seek the Lord. Um, and, and when we have our men's and women's nights, it's really cool to see some of the young brothers like Corn um, at, the, at the men's night, you know, um, hanging out with the, with the men, you know, to see uh, young 15-, 16-year-old um, boys connecting and, and just seeing men walking with the Lord and seeking Christ and talking about things uh, that, are, that are real, you know. So just want to encourage you guys to consider how do we um, implement or, or begin to, to merge basically our young people in the cultural context that we're in for them to be different gospel experiences as they care for the Lord. So uh, these are our needs. Uh, hopefully this will be online. You can look at them, be prayerful, and also ask the Lord if you can uh, be of an assistance in any way. Any thoughts? All right, so, um, yeah, I just want to, I don't know if you even gave, did we give love to Sarah and Alex? I think you guys have been so faithful. We did? Yeah. He's like, no, please. So. <laughs> we have. All right, just want to hit Matt kids real quick, guys. Um, and, and, again, we've had a ton of, ton of good leadership here. Uh, I mean, uh, Aaron Rohr has, has just, uh, just been awesome in this. Um, uh, Matt Kids, April, you guys, um, April Olson, uh, so many individuals have been so great at just um, caring for our young people. Um, you know, Erin uh, is going to be going to sit, sit the bench a little bit because she's about to have a baby. And then uh, we have um, Rachel Moberg, who's going to be stepping in to provide leadership. So I would like to first just pause and give Erin great love uh, for her <laughs> consistency. I mean, all the stuff she does, I mean, she's just as cool as the other side of the pillow, man. I mean, you never see that girl, right? She just kind of does, you know, and I just, I just think the Lord has, that's when I'm convinced that God has given us different aspects of, of giftings, because I watch you with these young people, and I'm like, man, that definitely is not my gifting. So, uh, <clears throat> Matt Kids, guys, um, we, we I, just, I just love the fact that we have adults, we have people who walk with the Lord and are committed to seeing your kids experience the gospel, are committed to seeing them understand who Jesus is, and this is a great environment. So I want to ask you to be bragging about what the Lord is doing in these different ministries and encouraging people uh, to allow their kids to be experiencing uh, what the Lord is doing through Matt Kids, which is our, our ministry that we have um, as we're celebrating Jesus on Sunday together here. Okay, guys? Um, 
Here are a couple of things that, are, uh, that we have as far as our goals. We're asking the Lord to double the number of kids involved in Mac Kids, uh, that the Lord will continue just to give us favor there. Uh, so the Lord just has to do that, which I'm thinking, wow, I didn't think we wanted more people in child care, but praise the Lord, we do. We want influence even with the babies. So, uh, so no, but, but yeah, pray that the Lord does that. And, we're, and, and just with our, and with our classes, as they continue to increase, um, with, with that comes volunteers, guys. We're asking the Lord to allow Matt kids. Um, another biggie to be offered on the third Sunday of each month. Because of our capacity issues, we can't offer Matt kids every weekend. All right, but it'd be awesome if we can do that, and if we can provide an environment where they can, where kids can come in here and be part of the covenant community as a whole and worship Jesus. But also, again, there's something about having kids in their own context with their own peer group and just connecting and learning how to be friends and how to share and how to deal with issues and the whole just the whole journey. So we're praying for that, guys. Um, allowing for three weeks of training and encouragement each month. So that's a prayer request. I'm going to ask you guys to be joining with us in as we seek the Lord. Okay? Yes, sis. Testify. Yeah. Um, for those or any of women really who have never taught small children Sunday school, this gospel project package that Pastor Leon has brought to our church is foolproof. It, it, it's like a recipe for <laughs> cooking in a kitchen. You, you just simply you just follow it, prepare it at home, it takes very small amount of time, simple, uh, fundamental lessons. And here's the <laughs> Why you look at me?
awesome. So yeah, so um, I just want to encourage you. I mean, I can't, yeah, just sign up. So thank you, sis, for that testimony. Um, we want to ask the Lord, with that said, pray for volunteers. Um, pray for the Lord to raise up volunteers in our local body to continue to be inviting, bringing people. And pray for the Lord to use the Gospel Project curriculum, which he's talking about, to encourage families and equip uh, young minds. I mean, this, this, uh, this curriculum is off the chain. I, I would encourage you to check it out. Uh, we're very excited about it, and we're excited about how it connects all the different ministries of our young people, too. Uh, and so uh, be encouraged by that. I just want to ask you to consider to uh, support uh, Mad Kids practically. Um, obviously, be seeking the Lord in prayer, but uh, ask the Holy Spirit how he, how he can use you as well. Okay, guys? Um, here's what we're asking the Lord for. Pray that six additional volunteers will rise up, right, so that we can offer Mad Kids. Um, pray for uh, the crew who puts it on, you know, leadership, the volunteers, the parents, and pray for the kids to be getting the gospel, for their hearts to be soft. We know it's only by God's grace. And, um, and pray that spread the word. Uh, we would love, again, Matt Kidd's director position. We're seeking to fill. And so we don't know if we would have two positions or, man, we would have a youth person who can do the youth and the kids. But we were praying. We know that there are some needs where we need to give more attention to our young people. And so we're asking the Lord to give us the grace to um, have the resources to do that. All right, so we're praying toward that end, family. All right, guys? And lastly, we want you to be saving these dates. If you can get out your, your phones or whatever, <clears throat> these are some dates we want you to be really thinking about. And we want, you know, we, we don't ask a ton, but we're asking for these dates for you to keep these dates, okay? Uh, first and foremost, we're having our discipleship retreat on May 30th. All right, so we want you to, want you to consider that. You made a big look, but yeah, consider uh, that time. We, uh, we're going to do discipleship training, and what that is is uh, it's basically a time where we, uh, all of us who are in discipleship relationships, if you're in one-on-one on MAC groups, that we get together and we just try to uh, continually build uh, our skills and our convictions uh, from the Scripture on, on why we're doing what we're doing, all right, so we're excited about that. And Mad Group leader training because, you know, every person who's in our local body, no one sits the bench, and we're all encouraging you, we realize that we need to do a better job at leadership development, all right? And so we want to make sure that as we look at our Mad Groups that everybody is getting equipped on what does it mean to be a leader uh, in a Mad Group in your different posture on how the Lord has wired you, all right? And so we're going to have a couple... Uh, times where we're going to have training specifically in how to have redemptive MAC groups, how to have redemptive small groups, okay? Uh, again, p processing through the scriptures. And then finally, we want to uh, have, we're going to have a budget meeting. Now, here's the thing. Um, budget meetings on February 16th. Uh, the goal of the budget meeting is for you to see what we're doing with all the, all the money that comes in. We want uh, you to be at this meeting, guys, uh, because at this meeting, we will uh, process things, but then we're going to vote on the budget and the community of faith, the covenant community, votes on the budget. Okay, so we need you guys to say, yep, let's spend our money like that, or no. Okay, and so we really want you to be there so that we can move forward uh, with, with what we have. Okay, guys, so uh, those are the meetings. We'll give you specific times later. And if you look at these, uh, if we've missed something, again, we're a bunch of people just trying to walk with the Lord. And, you know, the Super Bowl's on May 30th. I don't know. Like, let us know. Uh, process with us, like don't just be mad, like tell us if we've missed something because we want to make sure that whatever we're doing, we're doing it so it can best edify this church. And if we're doing something that's not edifying the church, we would love to be uh, privy to that so that we can make some changes. And that's why we're giving you these dates ahead of time so you can, we can be processing that, okay? Cool. So there's a lot of stuff, but I hope you leave here going, they said a lot of stuff, so I know they're doing something, 
all right? And, uh, and I want to be a part of that something. And I'll figure out all the specifics and the bullet points when I go online and when I'm in prayer. A uh, lot of stuff. Really excited about uh, locking arms with this crew. Uh, love you guys. Be prayerful about um, what we're trusting the Lord for. Again, wanting to see God provide an increase in our local body so that he can increase his influence in the community is our desire that we will make much of Jesus. And in doing so, we want to do that. We're still having a posture where we're living motivated by grace and we're learning how to care for each other in a way that honors the Lord and enjoy the gospel. All right. Uh, let me pray for us. Uh, thanks for all the different questions. Uh, some people have different homework to do. Um, and I'm excited about next week hitting Acts. So, hey, now y'all know how we roll. Y'all got to come here ready to rock, okay? We're going to hit Acts. We're going to jump in. And uh, may God be glorified as we enter into his holy scriptures, okay? Now, I'm, now guess what? Acts is going to be a little longer than Genesis. <laughs> Woo, holla back. All right. So just want to prepare y'all for the long haul, okay? Make sure you're inviters, okay? Make sure you're inviting people to come to the community, especially inviting people to hear about what the Lord is doing um, in his historical church, what he, what he did in, the first, uh, in those few centuries in Acts, okay, guys? So uh, be inviters. Um, let's see God uh, provide those 16 mad groups for his glory, okay? Can you bow with me, please?